Once again, it's about that time. The Brad TJ K Y Cat Stats. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Kentucky Cat Stats podcast. I don't know what episode this is, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we lost track a long time ago. It's May the it's May the seventh. It is, which is a great day to be a Wildcat fan. You know why? Because every day is a great day. You know what? Because that means we're only like seven days or eight days away from the May fifteenth. Yeah, and that's the deadline for the Andrew Wiggins decision, which will be made at that point. We believe, maybe. Anyway, we are getting closer, at least. Anyway, I'm we joined hope. today by my wonderful co-host. Hey, that's me. I'm and it's Cabin in the Woods, Tyler Mounts. Say hello to the people. Hello, everyone out there in the wonderful state of Kentucky. Yes. The wonderful state of Kentucky and beyond. Yes. Out there in the internet world. Even Kentucky Wildcat fans who have converged on this podcast to listen to some Kentucky Wildcat news. Even those people BB in, in Hawaii. Yeah, shout out to those people in Hawaii. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little while before Kentucky makes a trip over there. But hey, if you know of any awesome hotel recommendations along with flight plans, and you are interested in hooking Kentucky Castats up with a trip to Hawaii, we will take just it. Email us at KentuckyCastats at gmail dot com because we would definitely take you up on that offer. Anyway, so we got a jam packed show for you guys today, filled with news. Actually, we don't really have a lot of news. We got some random topics that we're going to talk about. We're going to embrace debate. On this podcast. You know, we don't have our uh, our debate consigliere person. Or we don't really have our mediator. Yeah, mediator. Uh, what I'm think of. Kenny Meadows is not here because he's old and he had to, he has to take a nap. And it's a little late, a little past his bedtime. So. Just me and you tonight. Uh, that's okay. It's back like old days. Hey, it's where we started, me and you. Yeah. On the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Long time ago. Long time ago. Yep. Anyway, let's get right into it. So, what I want to do... Is I want to cover the news really quick because there's Boom. not a lot of news to talk about. It's going to be over like blink of an eye quick. <laughs> so, to the news. Flash. What news is there? Okay, Drew Barker's making a decision on Friday. Boom, it's 3.30 p.m. Call it now. Kentucky. Kentucky or South Carolina? Kentucky. 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 <laughs> All right, there you go. We think he's going to Kentucky. Four-star quarterback. We'll have more on him. If he commits, when he commits, after he commits. We'll have more tomorrow on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, if you follow if you follow us on our website, you'll probably know that we have written about him a couple of times. Brad mainly, extensively though. Yes. If there's any recruit that's been covered almost as much as Andrew Wiggins on our website, it's been Drew Barker, just to be honest with you. Yep. Um, anyway, so uh, his decision is coming down. Justin Taylor is transferring out of the Kentucky football program. At running back. He's he's a running back. He's transferring out. We're loaded at the running back core. We're and not. we have a lot of running backs coming yeah. in. So wish, we don't really need him. I wish him the best of luck, but I think he just saw Word. the writing on the wall. Uh, Kentucky's going to be pretty darn loaded at running back. The sad thing was it was the guy that we stole from uh, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that was a good thing in the, in the beginning. He was originally going to go to Alabama, injured his knee. They asked him to gray shirt. He came to Kentucky as soon as we didn't offer him a gray shirt. And now he's transferring out. And it's kind of sad. That actually happened once before with Kentucky and a player. Uh, his name was Elliot Porter. 
defensive tackle who had originally committed to LSU. His offer got revoked and turned into a gray shirt offer. And uh, he came to Kentucky, and you know where he's at right now? LSU. Oh, he, <laughs> he went, went back? back to LSU. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least, he got um, back, at least he got back to where he wanted to be. I guess, but we needed him <laughs> worse than they did. I think he actually starts for him now, actually. Um, but anyway, so uh, Justin Taylor's transferring. Um, guy got drafted, or guy, guy got selected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Steve. Steve Mellinger. Steve Mellinger. Uh, played at Kentucky between 1951 and 1953. We're, yeah, we're going to apologize because he played in the 51 to 53, and we do not really we do know not who that was. not watch him play. He is actually 82 years old. He is he he graduated from UK 35 years before we were even born. I'm I'm imagining that he was that he played for the Bear. I'm wanting to say they played for the Bear because it was right in the 50s. Your guess is as good as mine at this point. I think he played for the Bear. Is it I could be. I could be wrong. I think it's raining. Anyway, um, so that happened. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Not a lot no, of news. Nothing news. Uh, nothing his, new. His host mom said that she wanted him to go to Louisville, but that doesn't matter. His host mom does not have a say. He said that his mom was coming in, or that I heard that his host mom said that his mom was coming was down fly in, in the, the next, next week, week or so. Then. Yeah. Well, she it said the next week and a half, and that was on Monday. The next week and a half is. Sometime between now and May fifteenth, so, so I imagine she's coming down this weekend, and they're going to make a decision either this weekend or it's going to be Monday, Tuesday next week, which will be the thirteenth or fourteenth. So we so. have until then. Uh, we'll just continue to wait, I guess. There's nothing else we can do at this point. Hey, We've at least the fifteenth gets long. closer by the minute. That's true, I guess. <laughs> um, so hopefully he'll make a decision before then, and. Um, I get really Nerlens Noel's going to the in, in, NBA. I don't know if you caught the story about him and uh, Kelly Melton. Kelly Melton. Uh, it's a great story from our hometown. Um, Kelly, uh, of course, Did you is know suffering. That? Yeah, uh, Kelly, of course, is suffering from leukemia. Um, seven years old. Nerlens took him to the Derby. Completely awesome experience. I actually plan to visit Kelly. Do you want to go? Kind of, yeah. Let's go. We're gonna go. We'll, we'll have an update on that later on then. Okay. Because we're gonna go visit him. Sounds good. Um, it's only right for what Kentucky Cats Kentucky Cats should do. I agree. Um, any other news? Um, baseball team's doing pretty good. Twenty-eight, nineteen. That's pretty good. Not great. They actually lost this weekend series. They're out of the top. They won tonight. Now. They, they won, actually won tonight. They, they beat Wright State. Oh. Well, yeah, they, they went out somebody. of conference to beat somebody. Yeah, they usually play out of conference games. You know what week. I'm sad is I don't think I'm going to get a chance to see Kentucky play. Because I'm going to be out of town next weekend, and yeah, I'm kind of upset because I didn't get to watch the baseball team this year. We went last year and watched them play Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we went and watched them play Florida. No, we didn't watch them play Florida. I was pretty sure it was Florida. It wasn't Florida. I would have remembered that one. It was Ole Miss. Or Mississippi State. I think it was Florida. It wasn't I'm Florida. Not, I'm not about that. I think it was Florida. You want to go back and look at the tweets from way back in the day? No, that'll take a long time. <laughs> um... So, um, that's pretty much the news. Um, there's not really much else to talk about. I had the Derby. Orb won the Derby. Orb won the Derby. I actually picked it. Actually, I told my dad before You picked ran, the favorite. Great for you. I told my dad before <laughs> they ran that Orb was going to win. He was, he, it wasn't just the only favorite, okay? Uh, he was actually tied with somebody to be the favorite. Um, but we watched, we were watching it, and I said Orb's going to win. Because the, it was a Kentucky guy that raised him. You know, it was probably... 
an easy pick to pick the favorite in this game or in this or race because uh, it was so muddy that usually the most powerful horse, horse that's going to that favor to win will likely win in a situation like that. You'd, you'd think a horse with a name like Javis War would be the strongest, but apparently not. Golden Sense shot his wide in about 15 seconds. It's pretty typical, pretty typical for uh, uh, some horses, especially ones that are owned by Rick Pitino. Moving on. Hey, one of my boss at work actually took a picture with Rick Pitino. Shout out to her, Bonnie Lame. Watts. Lame. Lame. Yeah, he was actually talking to her, and actually he wanted a picture with her. I have a, I don't I don't know what he's gonna do with it's it because she was pregnant. I mean she she's kind of cute and pretty, but she is pregnant, so it was kind of weird. Um, yeah, it was all weird all around. Surprised. I mean, Jeff I understand why him. she wanted a picture, but I don't understand why he wanted a picture. Surprised Jeff didn't punch him. Hey, that's anyway. just a, a rumor floating out in there. Rick Pitino wanted a picture of my boss on his phone. Well, that's something that you can always remember. <laughs> Anyway. Hey, it's like the time that I scored on Anthony Davis. Nobody can ever take that away from me. Ever. That's true. Nobody can. <laughs> um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the news that I can think of. Unless there's something I'm missing. Uh, that was probably the quickest news segment that I can think of we've ever done. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from the news, let's talk about the topic that's going to drive our conversation for uh, a lot of the summer. Uh, we are going to be doing a series of posts, a uh, series of podcasts, coming up with the top 25 players in UK history. Uh, I was actually inspired by a post that our weekend editor did uh, a long time ago, back when he was writing was for it a different a, website. Was it in 2011 or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. May have wrote it for Nation of Blue. I can't remember. Uh, no, it said it was a contributor. It's on, it was it, on Bleacher Report. I think it's, it was he was a contributor on that side. It's actually on their side, I think. Okay. Um, but he wrote a post on the top 25 players in UK basketball history. Uh, I agreed with a lot of it, but, I mean, like, we wanted to do a more analytical look at it. We wanted to take, we wanted to take six categories. Uh, we were going to start with statistics. Uh, we were, then we were going to go to awards. Wins and championships, impact, influence, favorites, and uh, I cannot believe I forgot what the sixth one was already. Um, I want to do favorites. I mean, that doesn't really, that's something we're going to do, but it's not nothing that's going to really, you know, actually, um, you know, be evaluated at the end of the day. Look through there. I've got it on here somewhere. Uh, Impact, influence championships, wins, uh, statistics, awards. Oh, post-UK success. Post-UK success. We're going to rate players on post-UK success. I don't really know if we can factor in rankings for favorites. Um, Maybe we can do something that's something we can talk about. But anyways, for for the first week, what we wanted to talk about was from a statistical category, who are the top 25 UK players of all time. And so in order to do this, we, we tried not to be subjective uh, in this. So we actually tried to use actual rankings, actual scores. Um, so what we did was we, 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 took, we started off with every player's career. Uh, we took the top 25 in the five major statistical categories. We started off with points, career points, career rebounds, um, career Assist. Uh, assist, career blocks, and career steals. 
So we had those five statistical categories, the top 25 from each. We gave them points based on where they ranked in the top 25, starting with number one was 25 points all the way down to 25th is one point uh, for each of the 25 categories. And we made a list of how the players stacked up against each other uh, based on their career. And the results may actually kind of shock you in how that comes out because if I were just to ask you off the top of your head, who would be number one in all statistical categories in UK history, what would you say? I would say, I mean, it would be between, you know, three to four people, you know, Dennis, Jamal Mashburn, Anthony Davis, somewhere around along those lines. It's statistical categories. For a career, you'd pay Anthony Davis. Oh, no, no, sorry, not for a career. Dan Issel, Jamal Mashburn. Um, Obviously, those two are the ones that come automatically to mind, Dan yeah. Issel and Jamal Mashburn. Did you know, but when we did this, I mean, like I said, we're factoring in five different statistical categories here. When we did this, do you know who came out as the number one player based on the point system that we had built in? You will never guess, BBN. You will never guess. I'll give you a couple seconds to write your answer down. Okay, have you wrote it down? All right, good. Here's your answer. It was Chuck Hayes. Boom. Chuck Hayes scored 59 points. Um, he came in. Um, I used to Here, I got, it. I got it. Chuck Hayes came in. Check the rebounding first because I think he's pretty high up there. He was. I think he was. He six. got 19 points in rebounds. He got 19 points for rebounds. So he got. He was sixth place for with rebounds. Assist. He looks like he was like about 20th uh, with nine points. And assist. He was actually 19th, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 19th. I said 20th. Yeah, I said 20th. And he, he comes in in the blocks also. Blocks. I think he was like 13th in blocks. Yeah. Yep. With 13 points. And, and then, like, looks like seventh and still. I think he's eighth in steals. Eighth so, I mean, he's, he's sixth, eighth, 13th, and 19th in those statistical categories. Dan Issel actually, I think, grades out at, like, number five. Uh, the reason is because he's number one in scoring, he's number one in rebounding, but he doesn't register in any of the other three statistical categories. And I obviously, obviously realize this is a little bit flawed because obviously some statistical categories are more important than others. But from a statistical standpoint, it's hard for me to pinpoint it and look at it and say that these are obviously more important than the other because rebounds, you know, maybe that prevented the other team from scoring two points or maybe that, maybe that helped our team score two points with rebounds. This so, is more of a look at an all-around game statistical yeah, look. all-around game statistical look. So based on that, for their career, Chuck Hayes came out number one, uh, Kenny Walker came out number two, and Ed Davender came out number three. And then um, Dirk Minifield and Dan Issel round and up top Dirk five. Dirk Minifield. And, and go ahead and read off the rest of the top 25. Um, sixth is Keith Bogans. Seventh is Wayne Turner. Eighth is Tony Delk. Jamal Mashburn comes in at ninth. Patrick Patterson, Patrick Patterson rounds out the top ten. Anthony Epps, Tayshawn Prince, Cliff Hawkins, Sam Bowie, Melvin Turbins at number 15. Cotton Nash, Jack Givens, Jamal McGlure, John Pelfrey, Jared Prickett at 20th. Uh, Cliff Hagen, Johnny Cox, Kyle Macy, Sean Woods, and our 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 favorite guy—actually, <laughs> not really—but Saul Smith rounds out the top twenty-five. Yes, I did say Saul Smith. It's it's kind of shocking when you think about it. But, but Saul Smith came in. I want to say he was ranked around tenth, tenth uh, or ninth in assists, and he also ninth, ninth in assists looks like. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of those. And then he also breaks the top 20 in steals for his career. 
the, th- um, the thing you got to remember is careers. Um, this is what we were talking about before we came on the podcast. Dan Issel only played three years. Um, yeah, Saul Smith played a long four-year career. That was career. obviously something that um, I took into account also yeah. when, when we did the total rankings. Um, because what I did after I broke down the career stats was I created another column. After it looked so weird to read. After, because I, I was like, this can't be right. Chuck Hayes can't be number one. Because that's obviously a shocker. Jared Prickett's in the top 25. would have never guessed that. Uh, Saul Smith, obviously, being in the top 25. I couldn't have guessed that either. Um, so, and, and obviously, you've got to factor in guys who only played a year. Guys who only played two years. Uh, so, what we did was we created one based on seasons, uh, individual seasons. So what we did was we, we took the top 25 scoring per season. So that means that uh, some people could be in there twice if they had two or more seasons where they scored in the top 25 for an individual season. Uh, we did that for scoring, rebounding assists, blocks, and steals. Um, Just like Dan Issel's number one and, and number where, five. This is scoring. where Dan Issel blew everybody away and jumps to number one in our rankings. Um, because he comes in number one and number four in scoring. He comes in in, in the top ten twice also in rebounding, and he also has another uh, top 25 season in total rebounds for a season. Yeah, he ended up with 87 total points, uh, t- 27 above the next closest person. Yeah, so this really – also this kind of brings in some guys that we haven't talked about yet into the discussion for top 25. Uh, Terrence Jones – uh, it makes this li- makes these lists a couple times, uh, kind of surprisingly, in the block categories in there twice. Uh, Anthony Davis jumps into the discussion. John Wall jumps into the discussion. Rajon Rondo, who doesn't register in any of the other top 25 for career, uh, jumps up there because uh, of his steal record uh, for a season and a couple. And in one season, he broke the top 10, I think, in assists. So he becomes part of the conversation based on that. Um, so really, it, it, it was kind of a comprehensive look at this point. I, I realize that it's still flawed to a degree because it's hard to – but the problem is is that it's hard to break it down during, throughout eras and compare players from the 60s to, to players from now. Um, and I know that players from now only usually – the best players that we've had in the last couple of years have only played for a year. Um, you, but And, you know, and to like um, – this is a statistical look. If if Nerlens Noel had not got hurt and it kept on pace what he was doing, he more than likely would have been up next close to Anthony Davis and actually probably even better because of the amount of steals he had. Yeah, he would probably broke uh, Razor Rondo's uh, single season steal record. Yeah. Uh, he was on pace to do it. Um, I don't I don't know if he shows up in that. I don't think he does. Uh, yeah, season season. Um, but there's a couple of shockers uh, on the top on the. A top twenty-five statistical that I end up coming to, but like I said, like I was saying before, as a caveat, I realize this is still flawed because there are guys on here that had much more impact, and that's that's part of the reason why we're doing this series is because it's more than just a statistical look at the top twenty-five players in UK history. It's an overall look, but starting it, the first part of the six series is statistically, um, and. Like I said, we couldn't just take one season out and say that this that we couldn't just say well I'll only look at freshman stats because then that kind of skews it towards guys who played for four years and and it, they played in a different era where people played more for more than one year and, and freshmen didn't play very much um, right. so it, it it was a different time so we just we took the best look that we could so. Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and start. Let me, let me run down this list here. Okay, run down the list of the top 25 per seat for just seasons. Yeah. 
Um, so Dennis, we said uh, 87 points is the is the number one. Rajon Rondo and Anthony Epps are tied um, with second um, with 60 points. Wayne Turner and Jamal Masher round out your top five. And then you have Kyle Macy, John Wall, Cliff Hagen, Anthony Davis right in the top ten, and then Dirk Mittafield running rounding out the top ten. Um, you have McGlure, Delk, Frank Ramsey, Terrence Jones, Melvin Turpin at 15. Then Travis Ford, Kenny Walker, Ron Mercer, Bill Spivey. Is it Spivey or Spivey? I say Spivey. I say Spivey. He's been dead for 14 years now. Actually, no, I was way off. Uh, He's actually been dead for 18 years. And then Cliff Hawkins rounds out the top 20. Cotton Nash, Sean Woods, DeMarcus Cousins in there, Roger Harden, and Johnny Cox round out the top 25. Yeah, so any shockers there? This is actually, I would say that if I were making a representation of who would be in the top 25, this is probably the closest. Honestly, I thought for you know a single season, I thought Kenny Walker might have been higher than yeah. than seventeenth. Yeah, and then um, you know Mashburn at five is probably pretty close. Anthony Epps way up there. It's it's way up there. Yeah, well at, you have to remember that he he played for four years, um, and he was a I think he was a very underrated player on the '96 team. And we're actually you're going to be shocked at where Anthony Epps comes in overall. Um, is because he's actually I think he's ahead of Tony Doak. You know what, Rajon Rondo at, up there does not does not surprise me because you know what he did statistically the year he was or he was at Kentucky wasn't all around. I mean he he, he scored yeah he scored but um, he scored he stole the ball he had assists. He actually doesn't break the top re- twenty five for scoring. Uh, I think he does it twice for steals and once for assists. But yeah, I mean, but he, he breaks really high on the steals. Category. Yeah, he breaks one, uh, first and sixth. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, first and sixth. I mean, he did a lot well in his two years. I mean, he did an all-around game. He does. He wasn't just a tr- one-trick pony point guard. It was said for a long time that there was only one person that could slow Rajon Rondo down. And it was Tubby Smith. Um, but <laughs> wow, um, yeah. But I mean, so any other surprises there that you want to get to? Um, Travis Ford in there. It's kind of surprising. I mean, he well, was I mean, good. He was but... a good player. I, I don't. I think that he – I can't remember which category. Terrence Jones is high as he is, but, he, I mean, no, he, he actually, you know, slowly got up the career block. Um, I would say that so. – I think that he's up there for the points, too. Um, maybe close to the bottom. Maybe he isn't. Yeah, he's yeah. number He's number 25. He only got for, one point for that, though. Wait, it's, there, it's still a point. Uh, he got <laughs> – he was, like, 21st in rebounds. Um, and he's in there twice for block shots. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing that you'll notice also about these lists is that players who dominated in one category were able to kind of jump up. Especially guys like Frank Ramsey do not actually break any other category, but he comes in second uh, career-wise for rebounds, and I think that he breaks the uh, rebounding mark for a season three times. Uh, ranks in the top twenty-five, maybe even in the top ten every time. Looks like he's um, fourth and sixth, and that's about it. Fourth and sixth rebounds. I thought there was another season where he was, but maybe it was just fourth and sixth. But anyway, um, so obviously it makes a big, big impact there. Um, yeah, I mean it's we're do, I mean, I mean it's surprising, and then especially block shots. I mean Anthony Davis makes it uh, because of you know his obvious dominance uh, in uh, block shots, and Terrence Jones makes a list. Um, Sam Bowie, I think, is on there twice for block shots, so he moves up the list that way. Um, but anyway, 
that's kind of how this whole thing kind of works to a degree, and that's why you're going to see the final statistics being the way they are. So let's get down to who are the top 25 statistically based on the way that we've kind of scientifically put this together. Uh-oh. Who are the top 25? You've I think we already up. know. What did I mess up? Sam Bowie's on here twice in season, and you don't have him in this list. Yeah, but I, I actually didn't. I actually added him in down here. Well, he's got he's got eighteen and eight is twenty. It's twenty six, but he's not in the top twenty five up here, so he's not going to be able to make the total list because he's not in the top twenty five in any other career statistics. Because I think he only played for two seasons. So technically, he should be right there under Roger Harden. Yeah, but I didn't add him because he didn't get enough points. So um, I just added guys that were on both lists or tried to. There's some guys, obviously, on this list, though, that were high enough. But anyway, so let's start from the top. So this is total compare, or career versus season. Actually, or, see, look, right there he is. See, I added his points together. Yeah, I'm just saying he wasn't in this list. Yeah, I took care of it, though. All right, so let's go down the list of top 25 players in the history of Kentucky basketball, statistically speaking, based on the scientific formula that we have put together. Anytime. Dan Issel is number one. Dan Issel is number one. We already talked about him being number one, but yes, I think that's not a shock to anybody that follows Kentucky basketball. Statistically, he has to be number one. He's had so many scoring records. I mean, the scoring alone. This is where this is where he doesn't he doesn't shine in the career or Here's the, the season. Here's the thing. But statistically, overall, oh, he does he does shine. Here's the thing. No, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying this is where he doesn't come in number one for the other list, as but the list as, combined. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I wanted to combine the list because I, I needed to find some way to kind of accentuate that. It, basically, this list rewards longevity, you know, playing multiple years, and it also rewards uh, dominance in a, in, a, in a certain statistical category. And Dan Issel dominated two different statistical categories, uh, rebounds and points, number one in both. And he only played for three seasons. I think that's very important. He only played for three seasons. All right, so... What would it, what would his stats be like if he played four? Could he have broken 3,000 points? I actually think he could because one year he scored did, over nine hundred points and he was less than nine hundred points away from three thousand. Um, what well, what's I mean? Could he have caught Pistol Pete? What Probably Pistol not Pete, Pistol Pete. I mean, I don't remember how many points Pistol Pete had, but I imagine that's a lot. I mean, I, you know, it, just because Dan Issel's from Kentucky, when I step back. And I think about all-time great scoring people in college basketball. I honestly think of Dan Issel right behind Pete Maravich. Yeah, I mean, he averaged and I, and, I, and I think most college basketball historians think that. He was a great scorer. And, you know, uh, Mike Pratt tells it best because Mike Pratt actually played um, with him back in college. He said that, that Adolph Rupp told him one thing. He said, you see that guy over there? That's the best player on the team. Get him the ball. <laughs> That's what everybody did. They got the ball. To Dan Issel. Um, and I think that when we do this, when we get to the end, I'll go ahead and make a prediction for you. When we get to the end of this six-part series, when we get to the total, and we say these are the number one through number 25 players in Kentucky basketball history based on the statistical categories that we put together. But I can finish your statement. Dan Issel will be number one. Oh. I'll just make that prediction right now. I, I will say for sure he will be in the top five. As I think that when we get to the top three. when we get to professional career, 
He'll he, be number one. He had a stellar. He had one. a great professional career. Well, Mashburn did too. Uh, he got a lot of awards. Kenny um, Walker had a pretty good career. Yeah, Danisel got a lot of awards. Um, he had a pretty good post. You know what's sad is a lot of these guys are in the NBA. We can't reclaim. We can't. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, I mean, I think that we'll be able to to say some degree, but uh, the rookies it'll be difficult. But really, as far as rookies go, there's only two that we'll even consider for the next up for the next upcoming podcast and, and uh, posts that we'll do on the website, and that's Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And Michael Kidd Gilchrist is actually a player that one one of the reasons why I wanted to do influence and impact on the team is because some of these guys, as we go through you'll see that some guys played on really ultra-talented teams and they didn't get to shine as much. And then you had guys like Dan Issel who played on teams where they were the alpha dog and they were the only player that team had. I mean, Anthony Davis, I mean, look at all the players that he was surrounded with. Antoine Walker is the same way. I mean, Antoine Walker had a great NBA career, but he didn't make the top 25 list for career or top 25 for a single season because of all the guys that he played with. And I think that's part of the reason why Anthony Epps is actually on this list going to rank ahead of Tony Delk because Anthony Epps dominated in assists and steals, but and mainly with assists because he was able to get the ball to guys like Tony Delk to get those assists. And then for steals, he was able to benefit from this type of defense that Rick Pitino played, whereas guys you know in earlier eras wouldn't have played the press, so they wouldn't be able to rank as high on steals. It's fun to sit back and look at it like this. Yeah, it is. Um, so anyway, let's let's get through the rest of the list. Let's go ahead from two to twenty-five. What do we got? And there's going to be some shockers here. Just to let you know because most people, if you were to ask them, okay, you've ranked Dan Issel. Who do you rank right behind Dan Issel? Most people would say Jamal Bashburn, the mall, the Monster Mash. Monster. But who Monster actually Mash. came in number two in our entire list? Wayne Turner. Wayne Turner. Wayne Turner. Shocker. That's it. We'll, we'll debate it after here in a minute. Let's go through the rest of them. Um, three is Anthony Epps. Four is Dirk Minifield. Five is Jamal Mashburn. Um, Kenny Walker at six. Bowie, Delk, Macy, and Hagen. Hagen runs in the top ten. Uh, Jamal McGlure, Cliff Hawkins. Cliff Hawkins in there. Melvin Turpin, Cotton Nash, Patrick Patterson rounds out top 15. Anthony Davis at 16. Frank Ramsey, Sean Woods, Ed Devender. Rajon Rondo rounds on the top 20. And then Chuck Hayes, Travis Ford, Terrence Jones, Johnny Cox, and John Wall. So, we drank, we dropped Chuck Hayes from being number one in one category all the way down to, what, 21? 21. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, but the thing was, he didn't rank in the top 25 in any statistical category for the individual seasons. Um, I liked the way that this final list reflected the guys who only played for a year or two years because they got into the top 25. They got into the top 20. You can tell what kind of impact that they made. Um, you can also, you know, see the kind of impact that Anthony Davis made um, compared to the guys like uh, Rajon Rondo, Terrence John Jones, Wall. and John Wall. Uh, who, yeah. who, uh, John Wall played one year. Terrence Jones played two years. Um, Rajon Rondo played two years. I mean, he, Sam Bowie played two years. You know, Anthony Davis um, versus Chuck Hayes. Chuck Hayes is at 21. Anthony Davis is 16. You know, that's a one-year versus a four-year guy. Yeah. And the thing about it is that I wanted them to have an impact, but I also wanted to kind of get it from a Kentucky fans experience, uh, perspective. I mean, we sit back and we watch these freshmen, and we are in all of them, and we enjoy having them on our team. But for us, looking back at guys who were there for you know three or four years, 
that's where it was at. I mean, getting guys for that long, those are always going to be our fan favorites. Those are always going to be the guys that when we think about the history of Kentucky basketball, those are going to be the guys that shaped it. Yes, these players are a product of the system that we have now, but it's hard to get to like them and think of them in historical context as much when they only play for a year. I mean, 20 years from now, when we're talking about history, a lot of people aren't going to remember other than maybe Anthony Davis' national championship. I mean, well, think about the last five or six years. Remember. Who's, who's your most favorite player in the last five or six years? Darius Miller. And he played four years. And he played four years. And, um, I mean, some guys I mean, we like that, we like MKG. We love Anthony Davis. We love Brandon and I. You know, these guys. But they just don't put those long-lasting, stained memories in your brain. Like I said, like I said 20 years from now, people aren't going to remember so much the Brandon Knight year the John Wall year. They, they'll probably remember the Anthony Davis year yeah. because it, it was a national championship. But, you know, John Wall versus Brandon Knight versus Darius Miller, at the end of the day, 20 years from now, we're going to remember Darius Miller played four years. He was a Kentucky Mr. Basketball, and then he won a national championship. I mean, if we wanted, we could sit down and we could debate, you know, top freshmen of all time. I mean, obviously, we could come up with a list for that. Um, but it's hard to take a guy who played one year, compare him to a guy who played four years and dominated in his own statistical categories and say, well, these guys are even. It's really, it's kind of hard to do that. But I like the way this list kind of reflects guys because, I mean, if I was thinking, if I was charting out UK history, I would still put John Wall and Anthony Davis in the top 25. But I don't know if I'd have them top 10. That This list reflects that. Uh, but anyway, to number two, Wayne Turner, kind of a shocker. But I think we have to remember that he was basically a four-year starter uh, at Kentucky. He uh, had really good seasons with assists and steals, and he also is in the top – uh, 25 for uh, for uh, uh, career categories in those in those statistics also. So um, that's kind of why he ends up up there. Uh, like I said before, if you dominated in a statistical category, you're going to find your way on this list. Our top four represents that because Dirk Minifield, number four. Most people probably don't know too much about Dirk Minifield, but he was a, he was great. Uh, as far as assists go, you'll see him very high on the list for career and yeah, for like, seasons. He's like fifth and sixth in assists in season, and he's up even. Uh, he may be up even higher in career, and, and even like twenty first. Yeah, so he had three seasons where he broke the top twenty five for assists in the season. Uh, and career, and still any one career, so and he has the number one uh, for career. So I mean, that's kind of where he comes from there. Uh, Anthony Epps, like we talked about, steals and assists again. Uh, is what's really helped him jump up to the top of the list. Uh, I think he was an underrated player in the 96 National Championship team anyway. Uh, and he actually played in 96 and 97. Um, so he was on a National Championship team and National Championship team runner-up. It's cool to set back and reward a guy like Anthony Epps and it, in the top five here people kind of forget, for helping him. People kind of forget that he started on the, those teams too. Sometimes people think of him as a reserve. But he actually started at point guard. He wasn't really a true point guard, but he started – at point guard, and he took a role on, and he ends up now, if we're doing the statistically the list, he comes in the top five. And then Mashburn, Mashburn would be higher if it were not for a man named Dan Issel. The problem is, is the categories that Jamal Mashburn was great at, Dan Issel dominated at. So because Dan Issel was ahead of him, and because of Frank Ramsey's rebounding stats, they kind of helped, they kind of hurt Jamal Mashburn from a career perspective. Now, when we do this list, when we get to the end, like we were talking about Dan Issel, if there was one guy on this list that would challenge Dan Issel for number one, it'll be Jamal Mashburn. Um, Agreed. There's a very strong argument to be made for for Jamal Mashburn. I would say that as far as influence goes, 
as far as being the most important player in the history of college or in history of Kentucky basketball, it could be Jamal Mashburn because of the time that he came in and what he meant to the program and what he still means to the program. To a lot of people, it's going to be hard to supplant him. It's cool because we're going to sit back and look at all this. We're going to look at the best statistical, most influential, the best recruit, the best career guy, the best everything. We're going to we're going to take a look at it. We're going to tell you what we think yeah. and what we see. And I mean, what we find. some of this, some of this, like I said, is going to be subjective. But you know, I think we're going to bring Dan Bodner in. I want to bring Dan Bodner in. Maybe we have some conversation with Dan, uh, and then Kenny in, and then maybe even Jake as well from an outsider's perspective. Um, but anyway, so uh, that's kind of the list. Is there we anybody? May, we may have just bring one of these one of these former players into as well. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, Anthony absolutely lives in Marion County. We could try to get him in there. Maybe maybe Jack Givens. Uh, there's some other guys on the list that I wanted to talk about. Patrick Patterson. Um, I'm happy that he made the list. I think he comes in at number 15. Yes, he does. Um, right above Anthony Davis. For careers and for seasons, he's he's always he's always very solid. And this is another guy that I think is a dark horse to be a top five Kentucky player all the time because statistically he's in the top 15. When you talk about influence, you talk about big-time recruits. Patrick Patterson, for his time, was big. I mean, like when he committed to Kentucky, it was a really big thing. Even though the first two years he was here was kind of shaky, um, it really wasn't his fault. I mean, he played exceptionally well. Let me just give you a little um, uh, something to make yourself happy. You know, BBN out there. Um, Patrick Patterson dominated statistically, you know, not dominate, but he did really well statistically. Terrence Jones. I mean, these lists show that, right? Julius Randle is better than those two guys. Well, that's that makes me pretty happy. I think about uh, hopefully Julius Randle can have the same kind of career. Um, I'd like to have Julius Randle for as long as we have Patrick Patterson. That'd be nice. Oh, my gosh. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but anyway, is there – Anything else on this list that you think needs to be talked about? I mean, Davis is number one. Obviously, there's surprises with Wayne Turner and Dark Minifield. What about Cal um, Macy in the top ten? Cal Macy being in the top ten is really not much of a shocker if you think about it. Um, you know, I don't think he made it for points. I think he was actually in the top 25 for a season in points uh, at one point. But he had a lot of assists. He played with Jack Givens. Uh, played on the, on the 78 national championship team. So, um, What about I, Cliff Hawkins? Cliff Hawkins is a bit of a surprise, but he started several years at, at point guard. And he was one of the best at stealing the ball. I mean, one of the best um, that I've ever seen play, along with, with Rajon Rondo. Um, and he he played with some really good players, played with Keith Bogans, um, played with uh, uh, guys that could really get assists or help him get assists. So I'm not I'm not too shocked that he's on there, considering how important that was. Uh, or, you know, assists is one of the categories. So if he dominated it, you got a good chance. And what do you think about John, John Wall uh, rounding out the list? Actually, was a little surprised that he wasn't ranked higher than he was because I thought for some reason that he was ranked a little higher as far as scoring goes for a season. Um, but, but like I said, I'm just a little bit surprised that he's not rated higher. Uh, I thought he actually had more assists and more steals than he did. But um, him being 25th on this list isn't going to change much. I think, or isn't going to change too much about what the way I feel about him. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's going to probably be a top 10, top 15 type of guy as far as history of Kentucky basketball. When it's all said and done, when we get done with this, uh, because he has such an impact and he's had a great career so far in the NBA, he's going to have an even better career. I think I think when we sit down and, and talk about post-UK careers, we're going to have to project some guys, how they're going to how they're going to fare. And there's a couple guys that I think are going to be really good. Uh, like, I'll t- I t- uh, I tell you a guy that will be good in the, as far as career, Rajon Rondo. 
Rajon Rondo, yeah, absolutely, will be very high on there. Especially um, with the way he's been dominating the biggest, lately. The biggest shock for me on this list is that Ron Mercer doesn't make the list in any of the top 25. Because I think that when we get to the total of top 25, I think Ron Mercer will be a guy that will be tough to keep out. But statistically speaking, he played on such a talented team. But as far as great seasons go, there may not have been a better season than any individual UK player played than the ninety-seven year, the year nineteen ninety-seven when Derek Anderson went down to injury and Ron Mercer took us to the national championship game. Yeah, I mean, I think to get another step farther, I think Jack Givens not being on this list too. Jack Givens, crazy. I really only had one great year. Uh, in 78 that I could find. Um, he he makes some of the lists, but he doesn't rack up enough points to get in the top 25. Um, he'll be a guy that we'll have to talk about because he had such an impact on the 78 national championship team. And like I said, wins in national championships is going to have an impact here. Uh, so guys who won titles are going are gonna, to... Uh, Anthony Epps is setting himself up great already to be a top 10 guy. He's in the top three. He won a national championship, went to another na- national championship game. What about a few of the guys that's won uh, two, like, you know, or, or or three? I don't know if there was any. There's a couple guys that aren't on this list that won two. Uh, Jeff Shepard uh, is a guy that we haven't talked about. Uh, he won two. Um, I mean, you're going to have to go back to the, the 48, 49, 48, 49, 51 seasons to see if anybody Ralph won more Beard, than two or three. Guys like that. Uh, yeah, there will be some guys down there that we'll have to take a look at. Um the thing that the thing that the only thing that works against Dan Issel is they didn't win a championship. Um, so it's going to be that's going to be the one thing that may prevent him from getting number one is if other guys had more success. I don't even know if he went to a Final Four. To be honest with you, that was back when UCLA was dominating. Um, we'll have to look it up, but because uh, really it was just him, pretty much he scored most of the points for the team. Uh, there were some good players on those teams, some guys that uh, Mike Pratt, uh, Pat Riley, um, guys like that were on those teams. But Pat Riley? Who's Pat Riley? I don't know who Pat Riley is. <laughs> if you ever <laughs> want to talk about post-UK success and you weren't talking about just professional basketball playing. That's a topic for a whole other series. Riley, <laughs> Pat Riley may be the most successful. Um, it would be between him and Jamal. You know, uh, you know, that's some good things we could talk about. Uh, you know, maybe next summer or something – is something like that, or you know, the coaching tree? Where is the coaching tree came from at Kentucky? I mean, think about it. Rick Pitino, Billy Donovan, Coach. I mean, have all been here. Um, Toby Smith. I mean, I, I should, I'm just name head coaches, but Billy Frank Do- Vogel. Frank Vogel coached at UK as a student manager. Now he's the coach of the Indiana Pacers. Yes, I mean, there's. I mean, you can go. I mean, I, I'm missing some that are big name head coaches now. I think. Uh, I can't remember some of them, but yeah, absolutely. So um, that's kind of going to conclude this part. Uh, like I said, there's five more parts that we're going to talk about, um, but maybe look for a post on this tomorrow on the website, talking about the top 25 statistically, how we got to those numbers, uh, kind of breaking it down a little bit further for you. But I found it very interesting when I did this. Um, I didn't completely agree, obviously, with the way that the rankings come out, but like I said, it's hard for me to sit back and, and weigh which statistical category is more important than another. So I just kind of – I just assumed that they were all equal um, because either you score two points or you help take away two points. 
uh, or you helped your team get two points yeah, I mean, doing something other than scoring. I so, say scoring is more, better than assists when the assist is what led to the scoring. And then it's also hard to rate because, I mean, Dan Issel has so many points, so many more points than anybody else, and it's hard to rate that compared to somebody who may have just barely had more assists than somebody. Or, yeah, or, I mean, if you want to go to a single season, Jody Meeks is second. And he didn't Jody make, make the top because he only played two years, really. He was a three-year player, but his second year he didn't really play at all. Um, and, so. he, and Jody Meeks is going to go down in history. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see where Jody Meeks comes out on this list because he's a guy that could be a top 25 guy, but I'm not 100% sure that he will. I, I don't think he will. Then. But um, anyway, so uh, that, like I said, that's going to conclude this part. Uh, if you're not liking it, if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KYCatStats. Follow us on Twitter at KYCatStats. We'll be doing a prize giveaway once we get to 1,000 followers, which hopefully will happen sometime soon. And we got to get our follows up. We got way more Facebook likes than we got follows. We got You got to follow us on Twitter. Once we get to 1,500 Facebook likes, also, we will be giving away a prize for that as well. So um, just keep those things in mind. New site coming a couple weeks away. Definitely. Um, Shout out to, uh, uh, what were, I thought we were going to give a shout out to somebody today. I can't remember. We already did it, Stan Mellinger or whatever. Or yep, stay C-O. tuned for uh, Andrew Wiggins news and Drew Barker news on Friday. And TJ, is there anything else you want to say today? Because I'm I'm out of words. I love what we do. It's awesome. It is. I don't think Jake's coming out tonight. I know, right? It's been weird. I mean, just to reflect back over the year for 10 seconds, we've went, I've went a lot of places, and I've been really happy to grow. And I'm glad we're growing, and we're going to keep growing, and as long, long as everybody keeps supporting us. Right on. Anyway, for Brad and TJ, we're going to sign off now. Just remember, everybody, stay classy BBN. And let the haters hate. <laughs>